your Locked on the New York Rangers, your daily podcast on the New York Rangers. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, Blue Shirts fans, to episode number 698 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I'm your host, John Chick. just want to thank you guys, as always, for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. And the Rangers coming off of, you know, a pretty good win, I guess, on the road against the Arizona Coyotes, a 3-2 victory, a game that they had to, uh, you know, rally and come from behind and find a way to get it done. Uh, this win coming just one night after the Rangers also had to do the same thing against the Dallas Stars. They trailed in that game and uh, figured out a way to get the win against the Stars. So uh, the Rangers, after a four-game losing streak, they go on the road, uh, you know, a two-game brief road trip here. I mean, I guess technically, you know, the game before these two games was at the Islanders, but that's not really much of a road trip. So uh, for all intents and purposes, I do consider this a two-game road trip. The Rangers go out west. They play the Stars on Saturday. They play the Coyotes on Sunday. Neither game was perfect. A lot of things that you can nitpick, but the bottom line is the Rangers going through some challenges right now and, and you know, stared it right in the face and found a way to get the win uh, in both of these games and come away with four points. And I'd imagine that plane ride home going to be a lot more fun uh, knowing that you've got this win against the Coyotes here tonight again. Some things that were not so great in this game, but you know what? They, they found a way, and that's what good teams do. And can't go a second longer without giving some major props to the birthday boy, Artemi Panarin. On his 31st birthday here, he has a three-point name for the Rangers. Had a hand in all three New York Ranger goals. I think we also got to give a big shout-out to Igor Shesterkin. Now, he wasn't under fire in this game the way that you know he can be under fire in other games. He only faced 20 shots. But he stopped 18 of them. It was quality over quantity. And a couple of instances in this game where he really bailed out one of his teammates. And we're going to talk about that in a little bit here as well. We're also going to take a quick look to November as the Rangers you know, turn the page here and put October behind them. October, certainly a mixed bag for the blue shirts. But at least they're ending it on a positive once again by sweeping a back-to-back weekend uh, road trip here. You know, going into Dallas and winning, going into Arizona and winning as well. But... You know, I think this game can best be described if you're a Ranger fan as just a huge sigh of relief once it's over. I mean, wouldn't it be nice if the Rangers could, like, win a game in lopsided fashion? Which, I mean, they kind of did against the Stars. They won 6-3, to but, you know, if you watch that game, you know that it wasn't as easy as that final score might suggest. The Rangers pulled away late in that game, and, uh, you know, certainly were not dominant from the opening face-off until the final horn. And in this game, obviously back and forth, uh, pretty tense. I thought the Rangers, for the most part, had the better of play, but a couple more instances where they just kind of shoot themselves in the foot and it cost them a couple of times in this game. We're going to get to that as well. But, you know, if you don't believe that this is a really, really, really big game for the Rangers, consider the fact that Gerard Gallant started Igor Shesterkin in both games of a back-to-back. This is only the second time in Igor's career that he played both games of a back-to-back. The last was in 2020, and this, of course, was the first time that Igor had done so with Gerard Gallant as the head coach. And Gallant was joking uh, during his presser after the game. I don't have the exact quote in front of me, but uh, he was asked about starting Igor in both of these games. And he basically said, yeah, I might consider doing it it again sometime. And, uh, you know, we'll see there. But 
You know, something that was kind of interesting as far as the decision to go with Igor in both games of the back-to-back, and I had the feeling they might do this for the very reason I just mentioned. You know, this is a big game, and Rangers got to get everything back on track here. Uh, something that I had not previously considered, though, you know, the Stars game was at 2 o'clock. This game against the Coyotes was at 8 o'clock, and my initial thought was, you know, okay, he gets a couple more hours to, you know, get ready and recuperate for this game, but my initial thought was that, you know, that really doesn't make that much of a difference, I don't think. You know, if you're sore the next day, you're sore the next day. But the one thing that I didn't really consider was just kind of the logistics of everything because the Rangers played the Stars at 2 p.m. Eastern time. And so they had, you know, a fairly early flight to go to Arizona. The team got in early. They got settled in their hotel and all that good stuff. You know, they're not touching down from their flight at 2 a.m. or anything like that. So for that reason, I think uh, that probably was another, you know, incentive for Gallant to play Igor Shesterkin in this game. And obviously it turned out great. Uh, Like I said, Igor played very, very well in this one, stopping 18 of the 20 shots and picking up his teammates a couple times as well. And uh, Igor went up against Connor Ingram. And if you haven't heard of Connor Ingram, don't feel too bad about that. He's not exactly a household name, but he was up to the challenge here. Uh, He was apparently picked up off of waivers by the Coyotes from the Nashville Predators, but he was awesome. Stopped 36 of 39 shots. The Rangers might have been able to pull away in this game earlier than they, well, I mean, they never really pulled away, but they might have been able to give themselves a more sizable lead had it not been for the play of Ingram. And, uh, you know, I will say, in the Raiders' defense, because they had the four-game losing streak, and now they've hopefully turned things around with the two straight wins, in their defense for these last, you know, six games or maybe even a little bit longer than that, it does feel like every single goalie they play is bringing his A game and making some serious highlight reel saves. And I'm not trying to make excuses, That's just what I'm seeing, and I think a lot of other people are seeing that as well. So uh, I I do want to uh, focus in on the third period here because obviously a lot happened there, and the game was hanging the balance. The Rangers scored late in the second period, tied the game at 2-2. The third period starts, and you got to be better than the Arizona Coyotes. you got to win a period. you got to be better than this team for 20 minutes, which, I mean, again, it's too early to label anything a must-win But we'd all be really concerned, and I don't think any of us would be feeling too good if the Rangers went into Dallas and won, but then laid an egg and lost to the Coyotes. I mean, the Raiders have already lost games to the Sharks and the Blue Jackets. I think there was one other—I mean, the Jets, again, that was victim of circumstance kind of situation there, Uh, you know, playing the third time in four games, and the Jets had their opener, and et cetera, et cetera. But, uh, you know, the Rangers, you you don't want to be losing to the Coyotes on top of the Sharks and the Blue Jackets. Uh, which are teams that the Rangers have recently lost to. But like I said, I do want to dive into this third period here because a lot happened. Uh, definitely could have gone either way, kind of back and forth for the final 20 minutes here. Uh, so 2-2 two to two going into the third. Igor, early in the third period, a series of really tough point-blank stops that was absolutely huge there, uh, you know, obviously keeping the game tied. You also had a situation where it looked like the Rangers were about to take the lead. Uh, Fox took a shot, and the puck's laying there in the crease, just a wild scramble for it. Fox actually eventually found his own rebound, looked like he was going to chip it in, and it went over the net. Looked like it might have even grazed off the crossbar a little bit there, but, you know, obviously he couldn't finish. The game dies at 2-2. Two to two. And Gunther then, for the Coyotes, takes a hooking penalty while he's in on the forecheck. Rangers go to the power play. And the Rangers, to this point in the game, were 0-1 for 1 on the power play. They score on this one, and then they also did not score a little bit later. But, man, the Ranger, you know, power play unit... 
Uh, looks like his uh, course corrected here over these last couple of games. Just phenomenal puck movement. Guys looking dangerous. It feels like they're going to score every single time they have the man advantage. And that's what we were seeing early in the season. It's what we didn't see for a little while there. Namely, in the four-game losing streak, the Rangers had a 1-for-15 stretch on the power play. It's going to happen every now and then. Even a good power play unit is going to have some slumps. But it was great to see them you know, back to their old tricks here. Uh, again, on this goal here that Mika Zibanejad scored, Turned out to be the game-winning goal. Just some ridiculous puck movement. You got Mika passing back to Fox. Fox is at the left point. Uh, Fox back up to Mika Zibanejad. Mika immediately passes across the ice to Artemi Panarin. Pan Panarin from the uh, outside of the right circle. He dishes in deep for Kreider. And then Kreider redirects the pass. You know, we're used to seeing him redirect this into the net. Instead, he... Uh, uses a deflection to get the puck over to Mika. Mika's got an open net, and he buries it, and the Rangers go up 3-2 with about seven minutes left in the game. So uh, that was great to see, obviously. You know, the Rangers coming through clutch in the third period, and they held out the Coyotes you know, toward the end of this game. I thought when we got to the point in the game where, you know, there was... Uh, the Coyotes pulled their goalie with about 50 seconds left because the Rangers had just taken an icing. The Rangers had a power play with 3.30 left, and that lasted until there was 1.30 left. And then the Coyotes, you know, the, the the race is on. They're trying to get the game-tying goal. And uh, the Rangers defended really well in the last minute and 30 there. Kreider almost got an empty netter. But by that point, there were only 10 seconds left, and the game was going to end anyway. But uh, a lot to like in the third period. Uh, for the most part, you know, Igor had to save their skin a little bit. And we're going to get into some specific examples of that in, uh, in just a little bit here. But uh, I also want to, in just a second, talk about the big night for Artemi Panarin because, you know, he was arguably the best player on the ice. And like I said, it was his 31st birthday. So celebrating in style with a three-point night. We're going to break down everything that the bread man did in just a second here. But first, I just want to let everybody know today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Simply Safe. If you thought about securing your home with home security but have been putting it off, you'll want to listen up. Right now, Locked On Ranger listeners can order the number one rated Simply Safe home security system for 50% off. This is their biggest offer of the year, and you won't want to miss it. Simply Safe was named the best home security system of 2022 by U.S. News and World Report for the third year in a row. In an emergency, 24-7 professional monitoring agents use Fast Protect technology exclusively from Simply Safe to capture critical evidence and verify that the threat is real so you can get priority police response. 24-7 professional monitoring service costs less than $1 a day, less than half the price of ADT's traditional professionally installed system. With the top-rated Simply Safe app, stay in complete control of your system anytime, anywhere, arm or disarm, unlock for a guest, access your cameras, or adjust system settings. Don't miss your chance to save big on the only security system that we recommend. Get 50% off any new Simply Safe system at simplysafe.com/nhl today. This is their biggest discount of the year, so do not wait. That's a simp that is simplysafe.com/lockedonnhl. There is no safe like Simply Safe. All right, we just want to thank you guys as always for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. And so uh, without any further ado here, let's go ahead and talk about Artemi Panarin and his big night. I already mentioned the uh, game-winning goal that was scored, but I figure we might as well 
go ahead and just kind of go through the other two goals as well. You know, team efforts on both of these goals to be sure, but Panarin had a big hand in them. And I feel like, you know, Artemi Panarin having a big night on his birthday, you know, that's just absolutely perfect. You know, I feel like certain players, they wouldn't really think about it too much. They might kind of just shrug it off and, uh, you know, just another trip around the sun and, you know, I got to do my job here tonight. <laughs> Artemi Panarin, just knowing how he is and the way he's wired, I feel like for him, maybe more so than other players, and I don't know this for sure, but it just feels like he's that guy that would just love to have a big night on his birthday. And there was kind of a funny quote, and I'll get to that in a second as well. But as far as uh, these goals, you know, that he had a hand in here, uh, he assisted Alexi Lafreniere to open the scoring. Uh, again, a team effort here. Lafreniere had the puck in the corner on the left side in the attacking zone. He gets knocked down to the ice, but Keandre Miller's there. Uh, he picks up the puck, and Miller's under some pressure, but he's able to get a backhand pass to the center of the ice to Artemi Panarin. Uh, Panarin fakes out a defender, goes to the right circle, throws the puck toward the net, and Lafreniere's there. He's crashing the net. He tips it in as he's falling to the ice. And uh, the Rangers have a one to nothing lead just like that. And then a little bit later in the game, this is late in the second period, Rangers are down 2-1 to one at this point, but Panarin uh, scores a goal here. You get a really long pass up the ice by Adam Fox to Artemi Panarin. Panarin once again through the right circle. There's a defenseman all over him. Shane Gostaspear was uh, blanketing him. But Panarin kind of goes to the power game here. You know, we're used to him, you know, making all these passes and playing a little bit of a finesse game. But uh, he drove hard to the net here. Uh, Gossespierre took the body, but Panarin basically just kept going, almost like kind of bounced off of him. And then he's getting toward the net, and he sneaks a shot just inside the near post. Might have actually grazed the near post as well, but either way, goes into the net. Big goal there. This happened with less than two minutes remaining in the second period. And just like that, the Rangers and Coyotes tied it 2-2, two to two, heading into the third period. Cannot understate the importance of that Panarin goal there. Um, and then this is what I was talking about a little bit earlier. So, friend of the show, Vince Mercogliano, you know, he does a great job covering the Rangers and going to all these games. Apparently, uh, he sent out this tweet. He asked Panarin if he wanted three points for his birthday. And Panarin smiled and said, I'm a good guy. I wanted a team win. Uh, but then he also added, you know, he was talking about the assist that he had for Alexi Lafreniere. And uh, this is what he had to say about that. He almost missed. That would have broken our relationship. So Artemi Panarin, you know, always always quite the character and always uh, a funny quote or two after the game. But obviously nice to see the bread man firing on all cylinders here and uh, coming up big for this team when they really need him. The Rangers needed to win this game. Again, must win is too strong. This is a very, very important game for the Rangers uh, you could argue the most important game that they've played all season because, again, if they lose this game, then you've still lost five out of six. You kind of flush the loss to the Dallas Stars down the toilet, so to speak, because, you know, you beat the Stars and then you lose to the Coyotes. Everything kind of evens out. But uh, Artemi Panarin made sure that that did not happen. Once again, a uh, great night for him. He had a hand in all three New York Ranger goals. And I teased at the start of the show that I was going to mention uh, an interesting stat for Artemi Panarin. So here it is. So Artemi Panarin, I mentioned, you know, obviously big night here, a goal and two assists on his birthday. Artemi Panarin is just the third New York Ranger player in the past 30 years to record three points on his birthday. The other two, Pavel Buchnevich, he had a hat trick on April 17th, 2021. And Wayne Gretzky had three assists on January 26th, 1999. That'd actually be a heck of a line now that I'm thinking about it. Imagine uh, Wayne Gretzky centering Artemi Panarin and Pavel Buchnevich. Obviously, completely impossible, but uh, still fun to think about for sure. Uh, Panarin did have one hiccup in this game, though. Uh, it was a play 
The Rangers were up one and nothing at this point. Seemed like they were in pretty good control of this game. Like I mentioned, a bit of a slow start. But from the midpoint of the first period into, uh, you know, pretty deep into the second period, they had the better of play. And then they kind of lost it because Panarin's going into the attacking zone. He's trying to get the puck away from a defenseman. His intentions were good. Again, he's trying to make a play, trying to lift the stick and steal the puck. But in so doing, he ends up taking uh, a hooking penalty. And so he heads to the box. The Coyotes end up scoring on the power play. But in just a second, we're going to keep this thing rolling. And we're going to talk about a couple of instances where the Rangers kind of shot themselves in the foot a little bit. And some instances where Igor Shesterkin uh, really had to bail out his teammates, uh, namely the Ranger defenseman. We will do all that in just a second. Okay, so as I just mentioned, uh, the Rangers, you know, a couple of instances in this game where, you know, a couple of unforced errors, quote-unquote, and, you know, just some spots where they had some lapses, and this has really been something of an issue through the first month of the season here. Uh, just to kind of backtrack for a second, I really thought, and I said this in yesterday's episode, that in the game against the Stars, all three goals that were scored by the Stars, and you can even throw the fourth goal in there, the one that was disallowed, all four of those were the case of the Rangers having some kind of a defensive lapse, having some kind of a mistake, shooting themselves in the foot. And I thought the same thing was true uh, of the two goals that the Rangers allowed in this game here as well. Uh, for starters, you know, I just mentioned Artemi Panarin took that penalty in the offensive zone, was not ideal. Now, the goal itself that the Coyotes scored, I mean, you got to tip your cap and give us some credit here because they had some phenomenal passing uh, while they were on the power play. Nice little tic-tac-toe goal, a series of some really quick passes, and uh, Kraus ends up scoring from the slot area, ties the game at 1-1. to uh, Props to the Coyotes for, you know, making it happen on the power play there. But the Rangers should have never been in that situation. It was a bad penalty that Artemi Panarin uh, took on that play, and that really kind of got the Coyotes going. It jolted them a little bit, and, you know, the Rangers were back on their heels for quite some time after this. But again, another goal as the result of a Ranger miscue, that being the offensive zone penalty by Panarin. And then you can go to the second goal as well. And this was just flat out bad. I love Ryan Lindgren. I mean, he's one of my favorite players on this team. He's had a rough game or two here. Uh, I mentioned that a, a goal against the Stars had been disallowed. Uh, that's because the Stars were offside. But before it was disallowed, you know, Lindgren had the puck in his own zone. He had his pocket picked and the Stars scored uh, as a result of that. And this was almost the same thing. I mean, Igor makes a save on a fairly easy shot from pretty far away. Uh, Lindgren's going to pick up the puck and, you know, move it, but he just kind of shanks it. You know, he tried to move it out of there and just whiffed. And uh, who was it? It was Bugstad steals the puck, roofs a backhand and scores. So not a banner moment for Ryan Lindgren there. Ranger defensemen have not been at their best for the most part, to start the season. All these guys have played well at times, but there's also been some instances like this where they're just caught a little bit flat-footed, turn the puck over, uh, whatever it might be. And I've got a couple other examples of this. Uh, there was a situation with Ke'Andre Miller. This was in the second period. I believe the score was tied at this point, but Miller's got the puck in his own zone, tries to move it, you know, up the boards into the neutral zone and turns the puck over. It's stolen. The Coyotes come back in and Igor has to make a really nice sliding save to his right after this happened. And then you've got Jacob Truba in the third period. And this was after the Rangers took the lead. But there's a situation where he's in his own zone. He's in the corner. Uh, the Coyotes are in hard on the forecheck. They knock Truba down to the ice. They steal the puck. 
They play it in front. You've got a crazy scramble as the Coyotes are trying to put the puck in the net, trying to tie the game. Eeyore with a couple of really nice point-blank saves there, preserving the lead and uh, bailing out the Ranger captain. And, you know, we're just not used to seeing this stuff. You know, miscues from Lindgren and Miller and Truba. And again, I'm I'm not going to kill any of them because they're all good players. They're all going to have a huge hand in the Rangers' success this season if the Rangers are going to get to where they want to go. But yeah, just a couple of uh, just weird lapses, weird miscues, whatever you want to call it. I mean, to the point where in the game against the Stars, Gallant mixed and matched the defense pairings. He had uh, he had Truba with Jones, and he had Miller with Schneider. And so that's just not very common. You know, Truba and Miller are usually connected at the hip out there. And uh, obviously, Gallant saw the need to shake things up in the most recent game. Uh, but in this game... You know, obviously, just a couple more miscues from the Ranger defenseman, and it's just so weird to see that. Obviously, I don't think this will last. I think they're just going through a funk or a slump or whatever it might be. They'll snap out of it sooner or later here. They're all just too good to not snap out of it. You know, it's just kind of it's kind of the same situation as with the Ranger forwards and the Ranger power play. The Ranger power play is just too good to look as anemic as it did during the recent 1-for-15 stretch, and they've figured it out, and I think these Ranger defensemen will figure it out too. And, you know, even though Lindgren had the uh, the miscue here, I do have to give him props because he once again, you know, took a puck to the face. And this happened at the end of the second period, had to go into the locker room and get looked at. But he was right back out there for the start of the third period like nothing ever happened. Uh, Ryan Lindgren tough as nails. And, uh, you know, again, I think Lindgren and the rest of these defensemen, they will get it together uh, sooner rather than later here. Just a couple other uh, just points that I want to mention before we call it a day here. I uh, had a thought while watching this game. The Rangers must get more fans on the road than any team in hockey. Now, here it's to be expected because the Arizona Coyotes, you know, they're playing in a very small arena right now and don't exactly have the most rabid fan base in the NHL. So you kind of could put two and two together and figure that uh, Ranger fans were going to invade this place, and that's what they did. They were actually dueling, let's go Rangers, Let's go Coyotes chance at the end of this game, I think it was, uh, going back and forth. But, I mean, just look around. So many blue jerseys all over the place. So great to see. It's always cool to see uh, Ranger fans, you know, represent this team everywhere the Rangers go. They must. They must lead the NHL in, you know, fan support on the road. I don't know exactly how you quantify that, but it always seems like, you know, even the game against Dallas, there were a good amount of blue jerseys kind of just checkered all over the arena there. So that was cool to see. And uh, just really cool that Ranger fans are really all over this country and uh, all over Canada as well. Always good that the Rangers can, uh, you know, have not as much of a road ice disadvantage as some other teams have in this league. Uh, Something else I wanted to talk about to follow up on something that happened in the Rangers-Stars game. uh, Ty Delandria, who was the player who, you know, knocked Igor to the ice, basically uh, skate on skate, careless play at best, dirty play at worst, but he was fined the maximum amount uh, allowed under the CBA for goaltender interference. The maximum amount is, get ready for this, the maximum amount is $2,333.33. Yeah. I don't know how they come to such a random arbitrary number like that. I mean, maybe there's a reason for it, but I mean, why make it 2300 when you can make it $2,333 and 33 cents. Don't forget about that that actually, you know, chunk of change there in the form of the 33 cents. Just bizarre. But I mean, hey, Rangers got the job done. 
Wasn't always perfect, but uh, you'll take the win anyway. You can get it. Uh, coming off of a four-game uh, losing streak, and I had the feeling I'll, I'll I'll acknowledge the fact that I called this that the Rangers would win both of these games here. I mean, I mentioned on a recent episode, you throw out enough predictions, eventually you get a couple of them right, but just too good of a team to keep losing, and I figured it would be gut check time and that the Rangers would find a way to get this done. Uh, first of all, playing at the Stars and then uh, playing a weaker team in the Coyotes, so nice to see the Rangers taking care of business here. And they now head home for a four-game homestand. They will be home against the Flyers on Tuesday, home against the Bruins on Thursday, home against the Red Wings on Sunday, and home against the Islanders on Tuesday, the 8th of November. So that's how the month is going to start. Some good teams here. I mean, earlier today, and I haven't looked at the standings, but I know that earlier today, the Flyers were leading the Metro. I think now the Devils and Rangers are tied for first place in the Metro. And obviously that stuff is going to jump around. It's going to fluctuate this early in the season. But Flyers off to a good start. Bruins off to a really good start. I think they've only lost once, if I'm not mistaken. In fact, you know, I might as well just look it up real quick here so I can say definitively. Let's just go ahead and uh, refresh the standings tab here. And yes, the Bruins are 8-1 to start the season. The Flyers are 5-2-1. and one. So the Rangers, those are your first two games. Home against the Flyers, home against the Bruins. They're going to have to work cut out for them, and they're going to have to bring it. And then they're at home against the Red Wings and at home against the Islanders. Uh, the Red Wings that start the season 4-2-2. Two two. Uh, the Islanders currently sitting at 5-4. and four. So no easy games. Rangers, uh, it's going to be gut check time. And uh, hopefully, you know, we're going to find out a lot about this team, if they really have turned things around or not, and we're going to know uh, pretty quickly in the month of November here. But I figure we can pretty much call it there for tonight, guys. Uh, once again, if you'd like to get in touch with this podcast, please send an email to LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Once again, that is LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. And definitely give us a follow on Twitter as well, at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Once again, that is at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. And definitely subscribe to Locked On New York Rangers YouTube channel. Thanks again, guys. I'll see you next time. Thanks for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast. The biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. Available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts.